Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Monday, December 11th. Our top story today, a married couple have faced court after leaving a man with a broken jaw following a fight in a pub in Canterbury. Violence erupted after the pair heard what they thought was a homophobic slur, but others say it was a misunderstanding. Lucy has the details for us. Husbands Reuben and Prince Garland were drinking at the Cherry Tree in August last year when Prince overheard what he thought was a homophobic comment. He assumed the derogatory remark had been directed at them. In the violence that followed, a drink was poured over another man's head and punches were thrown before the victim had his head pulled backwards and was hit so hard in the face he lost consciousness. Other people caught up in the brawl say it was a misunderstanding and the couple had got the wrong end of the stick. Just how bad were the victim's injuries? Well, after the attack, Elliot Knight Sloan's jaw was so swollen he struggled to eat. He went to hospital and was told he had a fractured jaw and has since had surgery, although his teeth were also badly damaged and he may require extensive corrective treatment. He's described it as a life-changing injury that's left him living in fear and panic. And how have the pair been sentenced? 30-year-old Reuben and 31-year-old Prince, who live in Crane Mill Lane North, both pleaded guilty to inflicting grievous bodily harm. Reuben has 14 previous convictions for 30 offences and was on licence from prison, while Prince has previously Previous convictions for assault. During the sentencing, the judge said he wasn't blind to the fact that they would have experienced discrimination in the past that would have made them both sensitive to comments. While Reuben was handed a 15-month suspended jail term and Prince a 12-month suspended jail term, they were both reminded that any more offences would see them both in prison. Thanks, Lucy. The men were also both ordered to do unpaid work and attend rehab. They'll also be subjected to alcohol abstinence monitoring for 120 days and they'll have to pay compensation to their victim. Kent Online News. A man in his 40s has been found dead in a vehicle after police were called to a co-op in Northfleet. He was discovered near the back of the store on Perry Street on Friday afternoon. His death is not being treated as suspicious. Police have confirmed a man's died after being pulled from the sea near Deal. Emergency crews, including the Coast Guard, were called to Warmer Green yesterday. His death is also not being treated as suspicious. Firefighters have been called to a derelict building in Deal following a suspected arson attack. The blaze broke out on Park Avenue last night. No one was hurt, but it's thought to have been started deliberately. More than £16,000 has been raised for the funeral of a seven-year-old boy who died in a suspected hit-and-run near Folkestone. William Brown was knocked down by a car in Sandgate last Wednesday evening and his family has set up a GoFundMe page to give him a good send-off. A 49-year-old man was arrested and has been released on bail as investigations continue. Tributes are being paid to a baby boy from Dover who died just three days after his first birth birthday. Archie Squire was taken to hospital after becoming unwell and passed away two days later. His parents have described him as a happy little lad who was always smiling. A GoFundMe page has been set up to allow them to take some time off work. Kent Online News. A one-year-old Margate boy who spent his first Christmas having chemotherapy is now battling eye cancer for a second time. 16-month-old Lenny Gleeson has retinoblastoma, something his dad also had as a child. Georgina Huckstep is Lenny's mum. When he was born, they took a blood cord sample from his cord and then that was sent off to Royal London. Um, And then they tested it because it's genetic and... uh, 
they test it against Jack's genes to see if he's got the same gene that Jack had that had the retinoblastoma. Um, and then he was about two weeks old and I got a phone call and they said that he, he's positive, he's got the gene. Um, and from then it was like a few days later and we had to go up to Royal London. He was put to sleep, he had his eyes checked and he had tumours growing already at two weeks old. Wow. Um, so they treated it with laser first. Um, and then from then it was just constant trips up to London. Uh, when he was quite young, it was quite often we was going up there. Um, but from but now it's every three weeks, so it's a little bit of a bigger gap, but yeah. still quite often that we have to go up there. And so what treatment are they doing now for him? So he's had chemo. Um, and at the moment they're doing local treatment, so it's uh, laser and cryo. Um, so he's just having cryo at the moment, but the next step would be, if he needed it, um, intravenous chemo, which is injections into the eyes. Mm. Um, and so they've said that's the next option, because the one that's in his left eye, they're still quite worried about. It's still quite big and it's not getting much smaller. Yeah. So they've said that that will be the next option if... Um, cryo doesn't seem to be working um, or he gets more tumours um, that will be the next step. And um, so obviously it's genetic, yeah. did you also have the same thing as a, like as a child? Or? Yeah so I had it when I was two but because obviously there was no signs of it that they um, caught it very late on so mm. I have lost my eye oh, okay. from it so yeah. because obviously I had it as a child they did tests on all the kids and, and what's it been like having to obviously a lot of travel cost for you guys getting up to London yeah yes so um our work's been quite good with it they've done lots of fundraising Jack's work's done a lot of fundraising as well um and covering that way so now we've got mm. the GoFundMe page running because that them sort of funds had gone we didn't have a lot left so uh, we've gone to the GoFundMe page now my work's also holding an event at the weekend um, uh, doing fundraising raffle um, they've got buckets at the tills and things to try and uh, get some more money for us as well I read the GoFundMe that he went and started going into um, remission last mm. year yes so um, and then obviously it came yeah. back again mm -hmm. what, what, how did that sort of feel Was, did you have a lot of hope we, or did you think you yeah, I think we, we did saw, have a bit of hope. Yeah, there, there was a chance of always relapsing, so that they do grow back. Yeah, we but didn't think it would be that quick. No, Two weeks he had, literally from ringing that bell until and then going back to Royal London, um, having his eyes checked again and then saying, oh, he's got more tumours growing. Mm. It was just... Crazy. Yeah, I guess it was quite a crushing blow for mm, Definitely, yeah. Especially for the kids as well, because where we'd rung the bell, we had told him that um, he's got better. Mm. Um, and then he relapsed, and it was constant trips to the hospital again, and it was a bit like, they were a bit confused, mm. weren't they? Um, are the doctors quite hopeful that they will be able to save his sight? Yeah, they seem quite hopeful. I mean, his eyesight at the moment is it's not affected at all. Um, so yeah, so fingers crossed, hopefully, because they've caught it so early, yeah. and he's being monitored quite often, mm. they're hope, quite hopeful for it. Um, yeah. They don't see why they can't, unless something big happens where new tumour grows by his optic nerve, but at the moment, 
fingers crossed they're yeah. all okay. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help the family get to and from hospital appointments in London. East Kent hospital staff are out on strike today as they continue their row with the government over payment for working during the pandemic. Contractors, including housekeepers and caterers, say they're being denied a lump sum. They'll walk out again on the 15th and 18th. Meanwhile, lorry driver strikes could cause delays to Christmas deliveries as their row continues over pay. Unite members working at D.F. Smith sites near Sittingbourne are walking out today and won't return to work until December 23rd. The company say they're not expecting an impact on services and are committed to resolving the situation. Train passengers are being encouraged to check before they travel today as Southeastern introduces a new timetable. More than 100 additional services will be added from today. The changes have been based on feedback from customers and analysis of travel patterns across Kent. Kent Online News. A GoFundMe page which was set up to help a teenager who collapsed during a football match in Kent has received more than £5,000 in donations. Cameron Beckles was playing for Corinthian, which is based in Longfield near Gravesend, when he collapsed on the 25th of November. He's since been in a serious condition in hospital. His football club manager, Michael Golding, has been speaking to our reporter, Bartholomew, and says the 19-year-old has been making progress. So we had two really good updates this this week from Mum. Um, I spoke to Mum Tuesday before our game at Meridian and there was some slight movement on Cam's right side, which we hadn't had before. And he also managed to say a couple of words, which was nice. And then we've had further progress with physio. Again, spoke to mum on Thursday just before training. And yeah, again, it's small steps, but it's positive. He he was laughing and joking as, as much as he can with a bit of sense of humour. So I think that was quite nice for mum to see and obviously for, for me to relay to the boys. And I understand there was a, a blood clot which has been monitored by, by doctors. Hello. Yeah, so he obviously collapsed on the pitch, um, was taken to Maidstone Hospital and then transferred into London for an operation on the clot. Um, and then from there, so that was obviously what caused the stroke. And then from there, there was a bit of swelling uh, on the brain, which is one of the uh, one of the downsides of surgery on a clot. But the hospital worked on that. So, yeah, it was, it was a clot originally that, that has caused the issue. And obviously the response from the the community has been um, outstanding, not just sort of the Corinthian community, but the wider football community within Kent as well. What's it what's it been like from from within? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those that the, the wider football community comes together in, in times of crisis like like this really is. We all have our frenemies and, and everyone has their own football rivalries. But I think something like this happening to a 19 year old kid just puts everything into perspective a little bit. So we we massively appreciate all the well wishes and the donations on the GoFundMe. And I speak to Pam's mum semi-regularly and, and I know she really appreciates it and the family really appreciate everything that Corinthian are doing. And also, like I say, the wider football community and it, and it doesn't go unnoticed. We had numerous clubs and individuals asking, can they do collections? Can they do various bits and pieces of fundraising? And I'm always sceptical of GoFundMe's when players have injuries. I worry about how that looks and there's lots and lots of them at the moment and we've got to support all players and all kind of injuries um but we just felt with the severity of it and the fact that we had so many people asking what can they do to help i think it probably showed us that that we needed to be offering something because people wanted to show their support for cam which again probably i underestimated at the, at the initial time you're probably in a bit of a blur but yeah the support and, and the people wanting to fundraise for us and, and give towards cam and his family has been absolutely phenomenal residents in deal are calling for traffic calming measures down their street to help tackle 
speeding drivers. Ranlay Road is only 123 metres long, but the route takes traffic directly to the seafront. There were two crashes within six weeks in the summer. A petition has now been started for the speed limit to be reduced to 30 miles per hour. It's feared a rugby pitch in Medway could become unusable as it's been repeatedly torn up by nuisance bikers. Motorbikes and quad bikes have damaged the grass on Cliff Recreation Field. Councillors have also raised concerns about the potential danger to children and dog walkers. They're urging people to report any antisocial behaviour. Ashford could soon be getting a new nightclub if plans get the green light. Bosses behind DJB Nightclub Limited hope to take over the unit in Ellswick Place. If plans are approved, it would be 400 metres from the town's only other club. Wheelchair users are calling for vital upgrades to the King Charles III coastal path to make it more accessible. Community organisations speaking up groups say the stretch between Sandown Castle and Sandwich Bay is completely inaccessible. The National Trails Partnership say improvements to the path are on their wish list, but it will cost up to £750,000 to complete. At Kent Online, you can see a video of just how difficult it can be for a wheelchair user to use the path. Kent Online News. A temporary theatre has been built in Dartford in time for panto season. Orchard West is being used while the original building is closed after rack concrete was found in the roof. Beauty and the Beast opened there over the weekend. Keeley has been speaking to Caroline Hicks, who's from Dartford Council. The Orchard Theatre in Dartford is really at the heart of the community. It is our main entertainment venue. Um, Our local economy feeds off it to a certain extent, the local bars, pubs, restaurants, etc. If you're going out for an evening at the theatre, it's not unusual to go out for a bite to eat first. So many of our businesses are really reliant on it. And not just that, we've got visiting uh, shows, organisations who stay locally, who spend their money in the local economy. It was going to impact such a huge number of businesses, of local people, and those who come and visit. It's a huge part of their cultural life, of how they meet friends. Panto, lots of people only come to the theatre for Panto each year. It's huge. And so it's really important for us that we kept that cultural life going and that we ensured that our local economy wasn't impacted yet again after the nonsense that we had with COVID a few years ago. And how did you come up with the idea of finding a new Um, Well, I have to be honest, it it was a Monday that we got the call from the surveyor who um, was looking around the orchard and said, you need to close and you need to close immediately while we work out how we're going to fix it. Um, And we're kind of in a little bit of a tailspin at that point of, okay, well, are we talking a month? Are we talking six months? Whatever. I previously um, worked in another authority where a temporary venue was used for Panto um, uh, down in Canterbury, the Marlow Theatre, while it was being rebuilt. Uh, they used, used a, a big top basically for Panto. Um, and talking to um, the leader, Jeremy at, at Dartford, I was like, shall I explore some other, other ways that we could do this? And working with Trafalgar, who run the theatre here for us, um, we all sort of said, yeah, let's have a think. Let's see what we can do. Um, when the, the, the decision was made by our councillors that yeah, we, we really wanted to find a way to protect that economy, um, yeah, we all went out looking to our industry contacts to see what is possible, what could be done. Um, and we went through very quickly the procurement process of coming out to specialists like GL Events who have built this structure for us um, to see what could be done in the timescale um, and whether it would be possible.
Head to Kent Online to see what it looks like inside. There are plans to build a block of flats next to a fish and chip shop in Ashford. A planning application has been submitted to build seven apartments next to the Fish Inn in Brookfield Road. Head to Kent Online to see pictures of what the development could look like. In more chip shop news, a village in Swale is set to get its first fish and chip shop in decades. Plans have been approved for a takeaway in Newington High Street near Sittingbourne on a site that used to be home to a pub. Residents are keen for it to open and say it'll create jobs for locals. The future of a long-awaited dual carriageway project in Ashford is set to be decided next year. Work to upgrade the A28 Chart Road was supposed to start in 2018 when dozens of trees were cut down in preparation. Developers behind the Chilmington Green Estate now want to change the funding they're putting into it. Kent Online News. The family of a six-year-old girl from Rochester have been telling us how music therapy has changed her life. Emmy has Down syndrome and was experiencing extreme separation anxiety at school until starting therapy with Nordoff and Robbins. It's given her so much confidence. She's currently featuring in their Christmas campaign. I spoke to Emmy's mum, Lauren. It took her quite a while to sort of get her in, get she would even be quite upset during school time. So it was a bit, it's quite hard for everyone really because... We didn't want her to feel like, you know, we didn't want her to feel like that going into school. So, but yeah, it's quite hard times for her. Uh, and what sort of things was she concerned about? Was it, was it anxiety? Was it the separation of being away from you? Was it the unknown yeah. of being in the classroom? Yeah, I think it was a bit of everything, actually. I think the separation from us being one, yeah, definitely anxieties with like this whole new surrounding New, obviously because she's gone from another she's gone from nursery to school so that transition was quite hard because she's not used to new faces or what you know it's just a, a change you know for her and it, she took it quite you know not wasn't easy uh but then we found music therapy can you tell me a little bit about um, how that came about and the difference it's made to emmy she's had she's had music therapy for around two years now um Wow, the difference. I mean, she's so confident in going in school now. She won't she she performs to everybody in class assembly. She's the, she's up, she's down, she's bowing, she's the the love of music. She's it's it's brought her on so much, so, so much. It's literally charity is amazing. Like they've done so and her music therapist, Nikki, she's oh, she's just amazing with her. They've like li- they're literally like got this very cute friendship now. She's like a family member for us. It's like I can call her when I need to or when she's in school, she'll call me and and let us know how the session's gone. And, oh, it's it's amazing. It really is. Can you talk me through the sessions a little bit? I know not a lot of people will be familiar with music therapy and the types of things that they do. Are you able to talk me through just a a, a standard session? She would basically – well, they've – I can't – I'm really bad. I need to remember the, the name of the song that they they've heard. I think it's in one of the films on social media. They do their own little song. So Emmy's given a musical instrument and she'll she'll get right involved with it. So she'll try and say stuff that when's needed to in the song. I mean, yeah, it's just that freedom. It's just the freedom of going in there. She rules the roost in there now. She'll go in. Nikki says she'll she'll do some bit of music with me and I'm like, right, I'm done now. That's all for today. <laughs> but she's just like, but it's she loves music even more so now. She's literally music every day, dancing. She's 
dancing every day, I guarantee, or singing. She's doing something every day in the house. A community pub in Medway is giving away free mince pies and hot drinks to those in need in the run-up to Christmas. Princess Park in Walderslade is also opening as a warm space for people who have nowhere else to go. The woman who runs it says she wants to give back to the community. A woman near Sittingbourne has donated a Christmas tree to a children's charity after growing it for 15 years in her garden. Hannah Brown wanted to get rid of it to make way for an extension at her home in Milton Regis. The 20-foot tree has been delivered to Demelza, which is based in Bobbing. Cheryl Baker is appearing on the first ever series of Celebrity Escape to the Country as she searches for a new home in Kent. The Bucks Fizz star put her £1.4 million cottage near Tunbridge up for sale in the summer and says she wants to downsize her episodes on TV on the 29th of December. Kent Online Sports. Football now and the Gillingham head coach says he's looking forward to his first transfer window at the club. The Gills will be able to add players to their squad in January, but Stephen Clements says they'll only bring in those who will improve the side. It's not something I've gone into great detail about with with uh, with the board, but it's uh, it's obviously something we have to have our eye on. Um, it's coming around quick now, but um, yeah, there's there's no um, yeah real movement happened up to up to now. But obviously, anyone that comes into this club is going to be a very good player because the players that I do have here uh, are decent. So. Um, there's no point bringing people in who's just going to fill up the squad. Uh, they're going to come into the place and obviously they have to be ready to go into the team and, and, and try and make us better. And we'll have to see if we can do that. I have spoken to people inside the club, but it's not something I'm going to share share on here now. But it's, um, yeah, of course, January's coming up. Everybody uh, who works in football will be looking at January. And if there's a player out there that can improve us, then obviously, yeah, we'd like to think we'd be interested. But, but um, that's all I've got on it at the moment. Just, just one final thing on that transfer window stuff. I mean, I was watching sort of one of the managers in the Premier League was talking about you know, various different lists of players over mm. different scenarios. Do you go into that much detail as a head coach, or is that something really left alone? Now? I think I think the I think the modern game's changed a lot, and it's even changed um, since I first started. Uh, I think managers, head coaches, would be probably out watching uh, other football more uh, and scouting, if you like. Uh, but football staff has changed over the years. And it's and also being the manager and head coach, a lot more analysis has come in in that area. Um, so I do spend a, a large part of my week watching opposition, watching ourselves, trying to improve ourselves as well as how we're going to beat the next opponent. Um, and I think that's changed a bit over the years. And I think formations there's a lot more variety in formations. So re- recruitment departments have got have got bigger, um, and they, and we've got a good recruitment department here that work very very hard. Um, and yes, they 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 do. Uh, bring players to me um, and then uh, obviously we look at them together um, but as I say we're, we're not quite there yet still got a few weeks to go anything can happen in a few weeks where players get injured players fall in at, um, out of favour they're back in favour so um, yeah it's, 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 there's a lot of moving parts that go on, go, go on within it Stephen Clements also says they won't be distracted by their ongoing FA Cup campaign they're hosting Premier League side Sheffield United on the 6th of January but there are some tough League 2 fixtures to focus on before that that's all from us today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on Facebook X Instagram TikTok and Threads you can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing to sign up just head to kentonline.com News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.